Welcome to the Fixed Ops Roundtable podcast, featuring Ted Ings and his distinguished guests. Each week, you'll gain valuable insights to level up your game in retail automotive's fixed operations. This episode is brought to you by BG Products, partners beyond products. And now, here's Ted Ings. Welcome back to the Fixed Ops Roundtable. And it's time now to hear from the consumer and nobody better to tell us their perspective than Art Shaw, who is the CEO of RepairPal. He's been a big friend of the Fixed Ops community for quite some time. He's quoted throughout the event by a lot of industry experts. Art Shaw, welcome back to the Fixed Ops Roundtable. Thanks, Ted. I'm super delighted to be here today. And Art, may I say, you look fantastic. You look amazing and dashing. So, you know, welcome again. Roaring (laughs) 20s. You won't catch me in a tie too often, but for you, Ted, I'm here. Art, thank you so much. We're humbled to have you. And uh, as I mentioned, uh, RepairPal is, I see it everywhere, being quoted. It's throughout the event here and throughout the industry. And there's nobody really better to tell us about car ownership trends from the consumer's point of view, not our point of view as dealer operators, but really come to you for that perspective. So Art, kind of kick us off uh, today with uh, you know what you're seeing happening there. Yeah, it's... Thanks, Ted. It's it's super important because, you know, people who are here are running very important businesses and they're very complicated businesses. There's people, there's parts, there's real time, there's customers, there's profits and costs. And so sometimes it's hard to take yourself out of that day to day. I know it is for me sometimes running RepairPal to understand what's going on with the consumer. So I thought I'd share a couple of, of thoughts. I'm going through the process right now of buying a car and it's a really wonderful process. A little costly these days, of course, but it's great. What happens to consumers once they buy a car? Well, almost, you know, over half increasing every day, 58% years ago, most consumers are going to ride that car all the way to the graveyard. The cars are built incredibly well. So it's a different mindset than before. Some people will flip it because they want a new car, but a lot of people are continuing to ride that car so that to the graveyard so that the average age of the car on the road today, as most people know, is what, Ted? Hmm, boy, average age is, is up there, Art. I'm yeah. going to guess uh, eight, nine years? 12.2 years, Ted. Wow, I'm not even close. Wow. Yeah. And that's increasing with the limited supply issues we're facing. So now I get this car and I'm going to ride it for a long time. I had a great relationship actually with the dealer that I'm I'm purchasing it with. And what happens? Well, post warranty, when I have a repair and about 40% of the time in a year when someone has an issue with a car, it's a repair rather than a routine maintenance. So almost half of the time. Well, what do I want? Before I choose where I go, what do I want? What percent of people, Ted, do you think value quality over price when it comes to car repair? Quality over oh, price. Huge, huge. Yeah, it's 81%. Absolutely. Yeah, it's got to be. Because you're driving your kids in the car. You're driving your family, yourself at high speeds. So people want quality. Well, doesn't that seem to fit really, really well with dealers? Mm-hmm. Okay. Where do people go? 
to try to figure out where to get their car fixed. They've already bought the car at a dealer. What percent of people today with the internet, or I should say this data is pre-pandemic, ask friends and family, where should I go to get my car fixed? Versus go to the dealer versus maybe even go online. This is a few years ago. Well, I would say since trust is such a big factor, I would trust somebody I know, somebody in my own family or a close friend. So I would, I would, I would seek out some advice if I didn't know already. Perfect. 86%. So I know the dealer had a good relationship buying my car. And yet when it comes to that important moment, I seek other advice. Okay. Now what's the outcome over the past many years of my choice? Where do I end up going? Well, over warranty, once the warranty's over, a lot of dealers I talk to say I keep 80% of my customers. Well, 80% per year. So by year 10, if I started at 100% at the end of warranty year three, fixing all, all repairs, not maintenance, we can talk about that. Um, but if I keep 100% at the end of year three, and then I keep 80% per year from there on in, what percent of customers do I have at the end of 10 years, still before the average age of a car? I'm thinking it runs out, Art. Yes, 20%. <laughs> you do the math by the average age, year 12, talking 13%. Wow, 13. That's the reality. So here we are, all these amazing people working incredibly hard to create these very, very high-quality, high-service environments. And yet they're left with, at the average age of the car, one in 10, one in nine of the people who are getting their cars fixed there. Okay, why, Ted? I would think a lot of factors are uh, time goes by. Um, They forget the original dealer experience. Uh, We don't stay in touch with the customer. Uh, There are other factors uh, online, other other competitors out there who are seeking their business. Yeah, see, you're, you're good at this job, Ted. You're great. You know the space. I'm getting it down, Art. If this doesn't work out, I can always, I can always come to you. So, <laughs> um, Ted, we've done the research twice, um, and both times said effectively the same thing. The dominant reason people stop using the dealer, even though I just had a wonderful experience, I couldn't be more excited about the car I'm about to get. The first time we did it, 73% of people said they're worried about price. The second time we did it, slightly differently, 81% said price and trust. So you've built this great business. You've got me in the beginning with my car, and yet only one in nine stay, and the others leave for one main reason. Even though I value quality, right? So... Let's look at what, let's do a parallel before we get into how we change this for car repair. Let's look at a parallel in car buying because dealerships have gone through that. What percent of consumers go online in researching car buying today? 101%. Yeah, 95%. Yeah. What's the number? What are the two things they look for? Price. Uh, I would I would have liability. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Price is the number one, top reason, 71%. 
How many people actually use third-party sites? And do they use third-party sites more or less than the dealer and more or less than the OEM in car buying? We're not getting a car repair yet. In car buying, I would imagine it's pretty high. Yeah. Three out of four people use third-party sites in car buying. They're looking for independent information about reliability and price because they're, they're, they're worried, right? And more than use the dealer themselves and more than use the OEM. Not to say that they don't use multiple, multiple channels, they do. So here's another one. If 95% go online, pre-pandemic, this is new data that come out a year or two ago. Pre-pandemic, what percent of people completed the transactions for a car online? Mm. Two. Mm-hmm. During the pandemic, what percent of people completed the car purchase online? Most folks in the audience probably know. 30%. So think about the transformation of the use of online to help a consumer in the journey of car buying. Consumers 95% go online. They're looking first and foremost for price transparency. Also reliability, because those are tied in, 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 in terms of key buying factors. And over time, they're increasing their willingness to use the internet almost completely in the experience. And still, the number one thing consumers still want online and car buying is price transparency further. Still today, how important it is. So let me spend a couple seconds about RepairPal. What we've witnessed is the industry is transforming. We have met so many great people on your panel, Ted, and we hear how they want to be transparent and trustworthy. We do. In fact, one of the words that's come up on your panel a few times that has really struck me with, with really, I'm, I'm honored to hear it, is people who are fixed ops directors and leaders calling the customers who come to them guests. Think about that transformation. Huge. Yeah. So what we're doing at RepairPal is helping what is already absolutely fundamental to the leaders in this space, transforming the industry where eight out of nine people leave because they don't trust and they don't trust around pricing to treating car owners as guests. And in that, we do two Three things. The first is we try to build clarity, trust, transparency around fair pricing, the number one objection. Right? Most of the fixed ops directors I talk to invest their time on better data. That's important. Mm-hmm. Right? Better ways of communicating like texts. That's important. But I believe, and I might be misquoting, Steve Covey once said, if you want to make Massive change, transformative change. You don't keep getting better. You change your paradigm. I think it's time to change the paradigm in this industry. And I couldn't be more honored to have met more leaders through your roundtable who are thinking this way. They're thinking about guests. They're thinking about customer sat. And they're also thinking about fair profits for their business. They go hand in hand. It doesn't have to be a trade-off. 
So what we do is we certify dealers as we have done with independents. And the key thing for dealers is using a fair price estimator that's we've had for 15 years, Ted, since 2007, that's built around high quality, average dealer labor rates, MSRP on parts. It's not about cheap. It's not about a price war. And we find so many dealers who are attentive to pricing, who are thinking about it, who have a dare to compare board or are getting some competitive info, they're already there. If you're fixing a Nissan in an urban area, it's pretty hard to charge way beyond what is the market rate. So people are already trying to do it. But guess what? Consumers don't believe that. They don't trust. So we certify dealers to help change that transformation, just like all the things we talked about. Number one reason is price. Number one reason is price and trust. Dealers need help. Consumers are used to using third-party validation and car buying. They need help to hear it because so many dealers are actually building great businesses, but they need to change the consumer perception, not just find out better ways to, to think about reaching them. So that's kind of the main thing that RepairPal is doing. I can also talk to you if you'd like a little bit about bringing new customers and recall some of the other things we're pretty excited about. But what I wanted to share today with you more than anything is if you think about it from a consumer point of view, it's an incredibly delightful experience to buy that car. Not always. Sometimes it's rough, but you're mm-hmm. so excited. And then it's a vulnerable, worrisome experience to get it fixed, filled with worries and distrust. I mean, Forbes did, um, you know, a, a study on the least trustworthy professions. I won't mention <laughs> the bottom two, right? So that's what a consumer is going through. We're here as a third party to help dealers who are already thinking about guests in this transition for price transparency and trust. All right, we've had a number of uh, RepairPal certified dealers here on the Fixed Ops Roundtable, and we will again hear at this event. And one of the things we hear from them is that it helps give not just the guest, but it gives the service advisor confidence uh, in that um, it shows that that price is fair, the work is fair. Uh, talk to me uh, about some of the feelings consumers have about doing business with dealers in particular. What what are you seeing out there in the market, Art? Yeah, thank you. One, uh, you know, one fix-op director we met through your panel, Stephen Hill. Steve Hill. Yeah. yeah. After he became RepairPal certified, said what surprised him most was his people. Mm. The confidence they had knowing that they're representing a fair institution, a trustworthy institution that's trying to treat people fair, and particularly the new service advisor, the new BDC person. They came in with a level of clarity and comfort as opposed to have been beaten down by price because they already know their fair price. So yeah, it's really, and people are the most important asset that we have to present to our guests. And so yeah, watching the people feel great because they actually will say, hey, Ted, I know you had um, an estimate today for $1,200 worth of work that you might not have known you had coming, (laughs) but we're RepairPal certified. So please know, A, you needed the work and B, we're treating you fairly, and that's a fair price. And Stephen found that the winbacks went up 25% as a result. So having your own people inspired and feeling great about where they work 
you know, we think in the long run that will help with turnover and all sorts of things, but we're not there yet. We don't have enough history to show that. What we do know is that day by day, service advisors, BDC personnel, fixed ops directors, I love visiting repair pole certified dealers and seeing right on their desk, <laughs> high quality, fair prices, because that's what they represent in this transformation of our industry to move up on trust and to keep more business that we deserve to keep. Steve Hill at I-10 Toyota is a great example of uh, a wonderful culture that he has been a big part of instilling at that dealership. And you mentioned trust and repair pal, and it all goes hand in hand. Two areas I want to ask you about, Art. Uh, number one, how does repair pal help dealers deliver new customers? And number two, talk to us about recalls. Thanks. Um, so repair pal has been around, as I mentioned, for about 15 years. We have the largest marketplace site third-party site for understanding car repair. Our typical customer who comes to our site spends about $600 to $1,000 at a dealership. Why? That's a big number because an average dealership, you know, it might be $250 or $320, depending on, could be a little more. Well, if you take out the simple maintenance, like the oil changes at $150 and below, or wiper blades or anything else, and you recalculate the average, yeah, that's 600 bucks. People come to our site for mid to major mechanical repairs. We have 4 million uniques every month. Wow. 4 million every month. For car repair. We're not the biggest site in the car world, but for car repair, for understanding where to go. And we present consumers with two things, quality and price transparency. Both quality transparency particularly for the independents and price transparency, particularly for the dealers. And then consumers building trust end up going to our repair pal certified dealers. And they spend an average of 600 to a thousand dollars on a repair. And so by having the number one site where people are looking for this, remember we said 85% went offline yet 95% of car buyers go online. This is only coming further and further as we go. People are going online more and more. They're going to use third-party sources. We have 15 years of credibility in service. And so we're delighted for fair price dealers to let a customer know that's a safe place to go. Love it. And about recalls, because I see a lot of recalls in the news. Um, you know, how does that play into this and how does that factor in? Yeah, so... Um, we launched a recall checker not that long ago. Hmm. Guess what percent of people coming to the recall checker actually had a recall? 30. Hmm. So we have 4 million uniques. It's not across the whole site. But in that area, and we're expanding it across the site as we go, 30% did. Of those 30%, we, from an initial launch, are directing 11% to dealers. Hmm. So they're trusting us in the process. And guess what else, Ted? What do you think the average age of a car on the road, of a, of a car not on the road, a car with a recall through our site is? What's the average age of those recalls? Boy, there's, there's newer vehicles with recalls. I know that for a fact. I don't know, Art. 12 years. Wow. Wow. So think about it. Right when a dealer is just on the downward yeah. side of keeping a customer, right? 100% at year three, 80% in 
year four, 80, 80, 80, down to 20% at year 10, 11%, 13% at year 12. We're bringing those recalls to dealers. Now, here's how it all comes together. If 30% of the people going through the recall checker have a recall, why is that? Why are there so many cars in the roads with recalls? Clearly, there's new recalls all the time. But more importantly, what's the number one reason consumers don't get a recall fixed? Don't check in a recall, don't get it fixed. It's the same reason dealers lose business over time. Is they're worried the dealer will try to sell them more during the visit. It's a trust issue yet again for recalls. Recalls free. And guess what? We find that most customers do have more work to be done. Of course they do. Of course we do. Yeah. They want to go to a place that's going to treat them right. That's fair price. So that when they have to get that work done, not only do they get the recall done for free, and they also are told other work to done, they know they're in a trusted place. It's part of the transformation. And with something as powerful as a free recall and a safety recall, and the number one reason people aren't getting it done is because they're worried about going into the dealership for a free repair around something safe, right? This is the transformation that we're trying to help. And I see it already in the leaders and, you know, on your, you know, round. I see that people are ready for this transformation to yeah. change the nature of our industry with high quality service, with great businesses, with profits. And Art, I think the people who are watching today they are the better dealers, the better dealership managers. Those are the ones who are good and want to get great, and those who are great who want to get even better. Uh, so I do think uh, we have that small percent who want to take the lead, and uh, we see that now with uh, what RepairPal is doing, Art. So, so here's an idea for you, Ted. Okay. Yeah. How about thinking, and I'm not recommending, but thinking about instead of the Tedding's Fixed Ops Roundtable, the Teddings Fixed Ops Revolution. Ooh, boy, that's catchy. Art. You're right. The people who are here today are the leaders of the industry. And we believe we're honored to be part of this transformation for these incredibly high quality businesses now bridging the trust gap with consumers to provide them the information they need because they're running fair businesses and, and helping them in that regard. Anyway, it's just a silly idea, but... Art, uh, I want to remind our audience two things today as you listen to Art Show, everybody. Art is the CEO of RepairPal, uh, talking to us about some of the, the fundamentals in our industry. RepairPal understands our business. Uh, they work with dealers. They work with consumers. They understand uh, the needs of consumers. And um, uh, you, the dealers who are RepairPal certified dealers uh, are now at the top of the chart, and I would encourage all of you to reach out to Art. You see at the bottom of the uh, screen here, the ticker repairpal.com forward slash dealers. Um, I encourage you to go there. Uh, there's a form you can fill out to get more information, have Art and his team get in touch with you so you can become RepairPal certified and continue to build that trust. And Art, I also want to thank you on behalf of the Fixed Ops community because uh, the keynote that we're all hearing Art delivered today um, we're all able to come here and be a part of this event and it's complimentary for the audience to to come in listen weigh in and uh and communicate and network with each other and with art 
And that wouldn't be possible without companies, great companies like RepairPal, who are some of the big standard bearers and supporting the Fixed Ops Roundtable. Dart, I want to thank you uh, genuinely on behalf of the Fixed Ops community for all that you and RepairPal do for Fixed Ops. We're delighted to support what you're doing, Ted, and, and honored to be part of your community. Everybody, it only gets better. Uh, Art Shaw, the CEO of RepairPal, with us today at the Fixed Ops Roundtable. Thank you, Art. Oh, 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 oh,